Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect the disconnected to a growing relationship with God. You can connect with God, and we can help. Well, good morning. Um, My name is Garrett. Um, Chris kind of introduced me earlier. Um, I have the pleasure of being on the serve team here through setup and teardown and hosting, and this will be my first uh, official time getting to teach. Um, When Chris asked me to do this a couple weeks ago, um, he specifically asked me to speak on humble service. Um, And I love this topic um, because Service is one of the ways where I feel most connected to the Lord. Um, And so I want to tell you that ahead of time because I want to caution you to change your mind about something that sometimes we can do when we hear people talk about this is like my heart, this is my passion. Um, A lot of times we can think through the idea of, okay, this person's really passionate about worship, um, so I will never be able to achieve Um, what they feel like in worship, and so I can kind of drown out some of the things they say. Um, And so I don't want this to come across as, I I love service, and I feel connected to the Lord in service, and so um, you should look at me for service. I do not want that at all, okay? Um, Because we're going to be looking at Jesus. Jesus is the best example of service. Um, The other thing I want you to kind of get your mind off of, I think sometimes when we talk about service, um, it can come across as somebody saying, you should drop everything you're doing and go into ministry. That is not what I'm asking you to do this morning at all, okay? Um, if God calls you into ministry, amazing. But I want you to kind of set your mind to just see, okay, God, how am I supposed to serve and why should I serve, okay? Um, so we're going to start in John 13, 3 through 17. I think this is the perfect example of service. Um, if, you have, if you have a Bible, you can flip to it. Um, I will be reading out of ESV, so if it's a little bit different, that is all right. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and dig in and start reading it. Okay, so it says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with, uh, and to begin to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was, who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set an example to you that you also should do as I have done to you. 
Very, very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. So this is a weird story. I think a lot of reason because we do not serve people via washing feet. Um, that is not something that happens anymore. It's not really something that needs to happen anymore. Um, but this was a super big job um, back in that day. And it was a very lowly job, like a very dirty job, a very gross job. And was typically held by somebody that was just kind of like low end of the totem pole. Okay. Um, and why this was so important was because they didn't have shoes like we have today. And so they always walked in sandals. They walked miles in sandals. Their feet got disgusting and dirty and just gross. And so when you're going to somebody's house, when you're going over for a dinner or maybe just a visit, you don't want to be in their house all gross and disgusting with dirty feet. So they would have a servant come and wash your feet um, so that you were clean for your, uh, your host um, or that you were clean for your guests, whichever one. Um, and so this was a big job. It was always done by somebody of low status. And so when Jesus did this, he was making a big statement. He was saying, guys, none of us are too above anything in this world um, in any way, shape or form in service. Um, this would have been a very humbling experience for his disciples. Um, the disciples, I mean, obviously Peter's reaction was pretty like out loud. He was like, Lord, you are not washing my feet. That is insanity. Okay. You are like my teacher. You're my master. Um, the disciples saw him as their Messiah, as their King, as their Lord, as their savior. And for their King, their Lord, their savior, their Messiah to wash their feet. That was almost like, felt like disrespectful for him. And so, but Jesus didn't take no for an answer. And he got down on his knees and he washed their feet. Um, and he was, like I said, making a big statement with this, okay? Um, and so I've experienced this before. I don't know if any of you guys have ever had your feet washed or washed somebody's feet. Um, it feels weird, but it is, I don't know, it's very unique, okay? So when I was 13, uh, my church that I grew up in uh, had this ministry that was connected to it called Happy Feet. And what the ministry did was we would go to uh, different people groups in Central America, South America, places like that, um, that really didn't have a lot of contact with out the outside world. They were indigenous people groups, um, and they were uh, a lot of times people who didn't have shoes. And so what we would do is we would go up there, uh, bring a bunch of shoes, a bunch of socks, and uh, we would wash their feet and tell them about Jesus while we were doing that. We would share with them. We had this bracelet that had these beads on it, and each color of the bead like represented something different in our walk of faith. So it would be like, Red is for the blood of Christ that washed your sin away. Black is for the sin um, that you've committed, those kind of things. And so we'd have somebody translating that while we were in the process of washing their feet. Um, and then after that, we would give them shoes and we'd give them socks. Um, and then they would go on their way and just like go out and be so excited, tell their moms, tell their dads, tell their friends, tell their family members, look at all these shoes that I've got now. Um, I can go, you know, work out here and, and have feel like safe with my feet or whatever. And so um, I got to do this and wash these, people, these people's feet. And something I'll tell you is getting to do that was super humbling um, because, I, I, hopefully this TV doesn't block me, because you get down into this position where you're kind of on your knees, okay? And you have this person sitting in this chair and 
you're naturally just kind of looking down and you've almost taken like a posture of like, I'm lower than you. I am beneath you right now. Um, and for that person, it's, it's humbling because you feel like nobody should be at that level for you. Like they are equal with you. They are one with you and that they are loving you in a way that is so, so, so like palpable. You just feel it. And so while you're washing their feet, um, you just feel like this humility. You feel like this expression of what Jesus was doing. Um, and then when you're getting your feet, feet washed, you feel kind of the same thing. It's this weird thing where you're being served and serving, um, and both people feel the same exact thing to one another. Um, and so I was doing that with a person that both of us considered each other to be equal. But imagine having Jesus do that for you, a person that you consider to be your God and your creator, um, somebody to be just objectively above you. And yet he is getting down on his hands and knees, taking this position of service and washing your feet and doing this gross job that most people don't want to do. Um, imagine what that would make you feel like. And then his expression of saying, you've seen me do this for you. Now go do this for somebody else. Go do this for somebody else. Um, and so in reading that story, I do not think it's very likely that you will have to go wash somebody's feet. But do not think that you are above doing something that you feel like is below you, um, because that is just the very nature of service. Um, when Chris told me that I was doing humble service, I was thinking about all the ways I could talk about humility, um, and there are so many avenues you could go into humility with. Um, it is a hard topic to cover. It's often a hard topic to know if you're doing well, because by very nature, when you're thinking about humility, you don't want to express that you're doing something well, because that feels like the opposite of humble of humility. Um, but I think I was talking to my wife, Allie, and she expressed that the best way to think about humility within the context of service, and I totally agree with this, is that in service, we are not above anything, anyone, or any time. Okay? There is nobody that we, are, we should be unwilling to serve. There is no act of service that we should be unwilling to do, and there's no time in which we should be unwilling to serve. Um, and so I think that is super important because I think service just naturally teaches us about humility and that if we have that mindset towards service, we're open to a whole possibility of things that God is going to call us into. And so I want to share some stories of how these things play out. And so um, let's talk about time. I think this is the biggest one for me. Um, we live in a day and age where everything is so busy, so constant, so moving, and we're always jumping from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Um, and so what Jesus uh, expressed to us in, in Scripture in the way he lived is that we should be constantly aware of the people around us and be willing to take our time to help people no matter what we have next. I think the prime example of this is the story of Lazarus. Um, I'm not going to read this, but just briefly share it. Jesus had this best friend. His name was Lazarus, and he was on his deathbed, and he was dying. Um, Lazarus's sister uh, came and told Jesus, hey, Lazarus is dying. You need to come pray for him. You need to come heal him. You need to come talk to him, all these things. And Jesus is like, okay, and starts moving his way. But as he's going, he's not really rushing. He just kind of like stops here and there, he's like preaching here and there, he's serving people here and there, and just taking his time and meeting people along the way. And while he's on his way, Lazarus dies. And 
Martha's outraged at him because they're like, I told you what was wrong with Lazarus and you took your sweet time. You didn't get there quick enough. And this, this is essentially, she's like, this is your fault. Okay. Um, and ultimately we know Jesus raised him back from the dead um, and created this massive miracle. But I think that what Jesus was doing there was sharing that like, no matter what the situation, there are always people who are in need, who need to see Jesus's love and there shouldn't be something that keeps you from doing that. Um, I do not think, again, I do not think that that is going to be a situation you're put in. Um, but I want you to consider your time. Um, this is, this is a, a, a good example of this in our day and age. Um, so when I was at camp uh, and I met Allie, uh, we ha- were not dating yet, but um, she was just a friend of mine. And my dad and my mom came to camp. And uh, my dad is like, he models service so well to me. And a lot of what I've learned about service is through my dad. And so they were on vacation. And Allie had a flat tire. And my dad was adamant that he was going to fix this tire. And me and my mom were like, Dad, you're on vacation. Just relax, chill. You don't have to do this. But in his heart, he, he, he saw a need that needed to be met. And he wanted to do it. And he didn't let what he was there for get in the way of that. And so I think that is a good example of how this comes up. So if you're on vacation and you see a need that needs to be met, don't let the fact that you're on vacation keep you from doing that. If you know, you're on your w- way to work and you see a need that needs to be met, don't let being on your way to work keep you, in the, keep you from doing that. Um, be open to when the Lord asks you to do something and be faithful to do it. Um, and that is like the heart of Jesus through and through. Um, I want to talk about serving within the context of the church. Um, so serving, serving out in the world is amazing and we want to do that. Um, but I think that something that I feel is super important within the context of talking about service is talking about serving in and with the community of your church. Um, and I think this is so big because as a church, um, we are called to be a reflection of Christ. And so if we are not serving together as a people, we are missing a huge aspect of what Jesus's life was. Um, and so uh, the, reason, the reason this is so important for us is because if we're not doing this, then the world looks at us and says, well, these people who follow this, this God who served are not serving. So what's the point of me having to do it? You know, um, that I work at a ministry with students. And what I've noticed is it is very hard to wrap your mind around um, putting somebody else above yourself uh, when you don't know Jesus. And so we should be the people that reflect that to them better than anybody else. Uh, We are literally taking the position of Jesus in their lives when we serve and showing them that, hey, this is who our God is. This is how he shows love. And doing this not only to the context of the people outside of the church, but within the context of the church. Um, There is a scripture that we kind of have based our community groups off of in Acts 42. And there's a passage in there that talks about how uh, the disciples and the followers of Jesus shared everything in common. And that statement is a statement of their service to one another. Um, That is a statement of them saying that... um, If somebody needed money, the group as a whole gave them money. If somebody needed food, the group as a whole gave them food. If somebody needed shelter, they had shelter. You know, they didn't 
consider anything their own, but everything was the body of Christ. Everything was. Um, so everything that we own personally belongs to the body of Christ. And that should be how we live our everyday life. Um, and doing those things shows the world what true love looks like and what good love looks like. And so that is a way that we witness to people in a massive and massive and huge way. Um, and so uh, we're going to go into one more passage. And this is kind of how I want to wrap it up. And the Christian faith is really cool because we've been talking about, sorry, let me go back. We've been talking about being all in for Christ, okay? And uh, being all in covers so many things. And I think one of the biggest ways we go all in with Christ is through our minds, okay? Um, our mindset and our perspectives are a huge, huge way on how we act out our faith and how we love people well and how we do everything. Because if we have the wrong perspective, the wrong mindset, then oftentimes we can do things either for the wrong reasons or do things just wrong, you know? Um, you can view the Lord the wrong way and that, that uh, in turn makes you act out in a way that is not honoring to the Lord. So if you see the Lord as somebody who is this wrathful God over you, you're gonna live your life in a way that seems fearful. Okay, but if you see the Lord as a loving God, you're going to act, act that part of the Lord out to the world. And so our mindsets are super important. And this is the same thing for service. And so um, Jesus helps us with service and telling us like the mindset we should have when we're serving. Um, so Matthew 25, 31 through 45 um, is going to be the passage we're going to be in. Um, and it says... When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before, before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was... For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. I think Jesus is providing us a perspective of how we are to serve. Um, he's not only calling us to serve, but he's saying, when you serve, think about serving me. Picture me in service. Um, and I think that how I can express this to each of us is um, 
Think about somebody that you care about, somebody that you love. This could be a child. This could be maybe a sibling, maybe a friend. Um, let's say there is a need that they have that needs to be met that you are unable to meet. Um, or you just haven't met yet. But you see somebody come along and meet that need. Um, an example of this, when I was in college, uh, my mom always worried about me, you know? And uh, she had a friend down there who, was con who would constantly like take me out to lunch or, you know, just like provide a safe space for me to go if I ever needed anything. And I know that meant the world to my mom. Um, and that's the, that's the same thing that's happening here is imagine somebody you care about being taken care of by somebody else. It kind of feels like that that person is also loving you when they are loving your child, when they are loving your friend, when they are loving your sibling, your parents, whoever. Uh, that's what Jesus is expressing. He's saying, when you love one of my children, you are in turn loving me. I am their father. I care for them so deeply. And so when you meet their needs, you're meeting my needs. When you love them well, you're loving me well. Um, and that is how we should be viewing our service, that when we are loving somebody, um, we are in turn loving Christ um, because he is their creator. He is their father. He is the person that gave them life and has put so much effort and thought into who that person is. Um, and so that's the perspective I want you to have when you're serving. Um, and I want to challenge you. Uh, I think that it's super cool that the church gets to be somebody who encourages, they challenge, they uplift, they do all these things. And so I always want to challenge you when I'm, when I'm teaching or doing anything, um, because I think this is the way we grow. And so I want to challenge you to two things, okay? Um, one, ask the Lord if, you're, if there's somewhere in the church that he would like you to start serving that you are not already currently serving. This could be the kids' ministry. This could be on the Connect team. This could be set up and tear down. This could be something else maybe you want to bring to Chris that you're like, I feel like the Lord's calling me into this, and I don't know how this looks here, but I'd love to present it to you. Um, Ask him where he wants you to serve here. If you're already serving, amazing. Ask him if there's anywhere else he wants you to serve. Uh, if not, that's totally great. Um, the second thing I want you to do is I want you to ask the Lord to put somebody on your heart that you can love well this week through service and how you can do so. Um, this could be a neighbor. This could be a family member. This could be a friend. This could be a random stranger, somebody at work. It, it doesn't matter. Just ask the Lord to put somebody on your heart that you can serve well this week and show God's love through service. Um, that will be something super impactful for them. It will also be something super impactful for you. Um, so that is, that is the challenges I have for you this week. We are going to go into a time of communion. Um, and so what this looks like is we're going to have somebody standing up front with the communion plate, um, and uh, Zach is going to come and play a song. And you just come and... Uh, grab your communion and spend some time with the Lord in it. Um, remember the things he's done for you. Remember the way he's loved you. Remember the ways he's served you. Um, just make this a time of, of gratefulness and thankfulness to the Lord. Um, and then while you're at it, also go and pray for one. Um, if you have somebody in your life that needs to know the Lord, or maybe somebody who's just struggling with something, um, write them on the pray for one board and just say a prayer for them. Uh, God hears those things. He honors those things. Um, and he... He sees your heart. So uh, I'm going to pray, and then we'll uh, do communion. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your example of what it looks like to live a life of love through service, Father God. 
Thank you for being somebody who brought yourself down to a level that you were above, but yet you did it because you knew that it was loving and you knew that it was showing us a way that is just better than the way we live today, Father God. Um, I pray that we would take that to heart, that every time we serve in this church, every time we serve people here, every time we serve people out and about, um, that we would feel your presence and see you in those people. Uh, I pray that we would be able to share your love in a massive way uh, in each moment that we serve. I thank you for everybody in this room, for all the giftings, the talents, the passions, and the things that you've given to them that are so unique to them. I pray that you would bring those out in them through their service, Father God, and that they would be people who um, live life in joy, um, never, never stepping away from uh, an opportunity to love others well. Um, and I know that's what they're going to do. Uh, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for everything you've done for us. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.